Hey, this is Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. And I've been on that show. It's a good show, I think. I have to, I'm still figuring out how to listen to podcasts. Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Ian Bag on the kindness of strangers. I did a, a fundraiser for a girl that I went to school with who was uh, passed away that. from cancer. He sent a, a signed football by the uh, Seahawks last year, as well as a check for $500. He's a really nice guy, and I'd never met him before. We hear more from Ian in just a bit. We're going to stick to the summertime schedule I outlined last week. Uh, and last week's show, you know, of course, due to my... Uh, uh, full-time job situation or lack thereof, but I wanted to update people on that first. Uh, everything's going okay. Uh, there are some offers on the table. There are talk of offers on the table, and strangely enough, like I mentioned last week, people interested in the podcasting thing, not directly, some people directly, but other people just in the sense that, that you know, I know how to build an audience, and I have an acumen for putting things together like this. So that's worked out really well. So as uh, always, you guys can continue just to download the podcast or listen to it or tell people to download it or stream it or whatever you need to do so we can keep those numbers up, and uh, that would be helpful. Helpful. Speaking of the kindness of strangers, as uh, Ian was referring to, and we'll, we'll get to who Ian was talking about there in the interview with him, I wanted to bring you guys up to speed on something. There's a comedian here in Cincinnati. His name is Kevin Jones. He is a super, super funny dude. And uh, he is having some medical issues, which I don't even quite understand, but he has been hospitalized. His family is by his side. He's from Maysville, Kentucky, and Maysville is where George Clooney is from. It's uh, across the river and down a few miles from Cincinnati. Kevin is in the hospital. His family's been by his side. They have to travel an hour and a half from their home, though, to see him. The hospital bills are mounting, and uh, they're doing a fundraiser for him at our local comedy club, Go Bananas. You've heard us talk about that on the show before. That's our uh, local comedy club here in Cincinnati, one of the two. And they're doing a fundraiser for him on Tuesday. If you cannot be in Southwest Ohio, do me a favor and go to GoFundMe and look up Cash for Kevin. There's a couple of different Kevin Joneses that are raising money on GoFundMe, so it's a pretty common name. But go to Cash for Kevin. Maybe put in Maysville, Kentucky in the search bar in uh, Google or Yahoo, however you search for things, and uh, just dig it up that way. You'll see him. He's a big dude wearing suspenders and a tie. He's got a beard and glasses, and it says Cash for Kevin. So if you could throw a few bucks towards that, that would be super. Help out Kevin again. Super funny guy. Always very supportive of this show. He's a subscriber to the show, and he always promotes it whenever he can, and we always appreciate that. And so please go do that if you can, if you are able. And let me see, what else? Um, we're going to do a little uh, Facebook, not fact book, before we get to the interview with Ian. And uh, that's the update I have for you folks. And on the other side, of course, hottest record in the world will be from San Cisco. So stay tuned. A lot of things to get to in the news this week, uh, and I was kind of bummed that I, I haven't had time really to do a dumb bit, but I thought I could throw together a quick edition of... It's Facebook, not Factbook. Okay, so we had a lot of things going on, of course, with the Supreme Court decision that came down this week on gay marriage and, of course, the controversy over the Confederate flag. Now, the Confederate flag one kind of caught my attention because a guy I know from high school posted this really ridiculous meme of the two Duke boys and uh, calling people... A really vulgar name for uh, a woman's uh, private area. Uh, if you supported the notion that, you know, there is some offense to be taken by the Confederate flag, and there I go, no one was offended when it was on our car back on our TV show. And, and first of all, I think people were, number one, maybe not that many, but I think the people who were, you know, were offended uh, by the Confederate flag, a lot of them. 
And secondly, I don't think the Duke boys would talk like that. We would would you know, talk about a use female anatomy in the the street version, uh, you know, to de, to describe their thoughts on the Confederate flag. They're they're polite boys, you know. They don't they uh they get boss hog a heck of a time, but there's there's polite boys. All right. So anyway. Uh, below that, this guy posted a meme. I think he made up on his own. He put together on his own. He called a history lesson, a quick history lesson on the Civil War, something like that. And two of the points he made uh, were ridiculous. One, he has uh, a, a little thing with the Confederate flag, and it says the, the KKK doesn't like this flag. Uh, they hate it. So what I want you folks to do is, if you're listening to this in the car, wait till you get home, of course, but uh, go to your computer uh, or to your smart device and uh, go to Google or Yahoo, type in KKK and Confederate flag, and then hit images, which is above on Google to the side on Yahoo, and see what comes up. As my friend Jimmy Dore would say, the answer just may surprise you, or will it? I don't think it will. Secondly, he has a thing on there that says the Confederacy freed their slaves first in 1863. And I'm like, no, that's, that's bogus. And so I'm looking all over Google and all over the place, and I cannot find anything to support this at all. So finally, I reply under his comment and say, hey, look, do you have a link to this that, that says that the South read their slaves in 1863? Because I can't find anything. So he points me to a website called Confederate, or no, uh, yeah, no, Civil War Memory, uh, cwmemory.com, if you want to look that up, and an author named Kevin Levin, who in turn points to a woman named Valerie Protopappas and a Facebook group called the Southern Heritage Preservation Group. Okay, so uh, we'll get to her qualifications in a minute, and they are laughable. Her argument is thusly. Now, as you know, the Emancipation Proclamation, of course, uh, didn't really free any slaves technically. I mean, it did and it didn't. What it did was, and if I'm, you know this already, forgive me for repeating this, uh, that freed slaves in the 10 states that were in rebellion. Now, of course, the four border states, which would be uh, Missouri, Kentucky, Maryland, and West Virginia, who'd broken off from Virginia, slavery was still legal until 1865 when uh, the 13th Amendment went into effect. Okay, so what the Emancipation Proclamation did was free the slaves in the rebelling states, and Lincoln said, you got 100 days to get back in the Union or your slaves are free. And her argument, and this is the thing she is correct about, had, say, Georgia or Alabama or Mississippi or Louisiana said, hey, you know what, we changed our mind. <laughs> we were just kidding about that whole uh, rebellion thing. We're coming back. They could have kept their slaves, at least until 1865, presumably, because, you know, the writing was on the wall, clearly. All right, so what it did do was free uh, slaves in the rebelling states as they came under Union control, like in Tennessee. And her argument is that by ignoring the 100-day grace period, uh, the, uh, those southern states inadvertently freed their slaves, so they should get credit for that, which is crazy because those states that were still under rebel control, uh, the slaves were still slaves, so they didn't free anybody. And so that's got a bit of a jive argument to say, well, since they didn't li listen to the president, they inadvertently, all that shows is that Lincoln was a genius because he knew perfectly well they were going to come back after 100 days. So that's that. All right. So uh, Mrs. Ms. Uh, Ms. Protopappas's uh, qualifications, she is an independent historian. That's right, which means she's not a historian. And uh, yeah, and that's that's her jive argument about the fact that the uh, the southern states freed their own slaves, which, of course, they did not. Now, there's a lot of different things you, you see about the Civil War. The other big uh, myth, of course, is that it was, a, it was a war about states' rights. That's a big Rush Limbaugh one. Yeah, a, a state's right to enslave people. So, as always, you know, a few seconds on the old uh, Google or Yahoo or your favorite search engine will always reveal... It's Facebook, not Factbook. And now, on to our interview with Ian Bagg.
Ian Bagg is a stand-up comedian originally from Terrace, British Columbia. That is northwest of Vancouver. He is a super funny dude. I like him for that reason and because he's a hoser. And here's our interview now with Ian Bagg. That's a little bit. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah. so what's new with you, Hoser? What's new with me other than the disappointing season of hockey team again? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. You and me both, brother. Oh, my God. Um, well, let's what's, what's going on with me. Um, hmm. Did a couple episodes of um, Alan Fick's new reality show. Who knows if I made it in, but I did a couple episodes of it. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that. Yeah. It's called, uh, it's called My Boy Got Sued. Oh, what's that about? No, it's just about Alan Fick and his new wife. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It's called about being a rich, rich man, but wanting more money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. To make what made this country great and your country great. That's right. That's what I was gonna say. What takes a Canadian to come down to? Huh. <laughs> so what else is happening? Uh, um, I actually did last Alex Standing. Um, I can't tell you how far I got. Okay. But, uh, I will wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and let you know it goes on for a while. <laughs> that's cool. Oh, yay. Well, that's good, because, um, I remember last year, they did it, they did the same format this year, right? They drafted 100 people. Is that the case, instead of... Yeah, they, they took, uh, they took, they started with 2,000, and they took 100 people, and then they went from there, but it's only eight episodes you see. Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. All right. Yeah, your uh, your countryman and fellow BCer, uh, Lachlan Patterson, of course, was runner up last year. Yes. Oh, Lachlan. Yes. Such a nice guy. He is a nice. He's super funny. Hey, man, that guy, that dude got super funny because I interviewed him for Cincinnati like years ago, and he was plenty funny uh-huh. back then. But then I hadn't seen him again because he he hadn't been back here for a while. And then he, he turns up on Last Comic Standing. I'm like, holy shit, Lachlan's hilarious. Right. <laughs> so good. Right. Good for that guy, man. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I like to hear when anybody in this business can make money. That's true. Yeah, it's 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 nice to to, you know, to send positive energy uh, out there. But um, now as far as the the last comic thing, so you had a I, you know without giving away too much, obviously you had a pretty good experience on. They said it's a much better uh, show than it was yeah, years ago. A, I'm not I'm not really allowed to talk about it much okay. because it hasn't started started sure. airing. But yeah. um, so uh, back to the hockey thing briefly. Um, how far did the Canucks get? Because as soon as the Blues got knocked out, I, I lost interest completely. I was so up, uh, the up, Canucks got to the first round and knocked out in five, oh, I think, against oh, Calgary. Oh, ditto. Okay. Um, yeah, you, your Blues is interesting. They signed, they re-signed what's his face Hitchcock for a year. Yeah. So obviously, they're putting they're they're obviously putting everything in it this year. If they don't win it, they're going to tear it up and rip it apart. So, I guess so. Yeah, they, they. I I do, but I have a. I have. I think Hitchcock's the problem. To be honest with you, I think he's a great. Uh, he's a great season coach, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's a great playoff coach. Yeah, I don't. The time he, the time he won the Stanley Cup was kind of, kind of. If you look at history, it's kind of like he didn't really win the Stanley Cup because Hall was in the crease, right? So. <laughs> yeah, um, it just seems to me that. Uh, I don't know if it was him or hit or the the players or but they just let the wild get inside their head, especially after they beat him on the last game of the regular season, like seven to two or something right. crazy like that. And I think as soon as the wild got the upper hand in in that it was like the third game, I think you could the panic set in and you could just see them on the ice, you know, just you know. Well, 
Yeah, that and uh, you got to give the Wild some credit. Like, I, I remember talking, uh, I ended up watching last year's Game 5 between Los Angeles and, and um, um, uh, New York. I watched it with uh, Joe Quinville. Somehow I ended up watching oh, it with Joe okay. Quinville. Yeah. Don't ask me how. Hmm. So we're in Vegas and we're watching it, and he said that Minnesota, the Minnesota team is crazy good. Like crazy good, and they only they barely got by them. And if anybody was going to give him terror, night terror the next year, it was it was uh, it was it was Minnesota. I think the problem what happened with Minnesota was they just they were playing over their head for what was it forty seven games since like Christmas time. That's when yeah. they started playing over their head yeah. and just ran out of steam. Um, I don't, I don't think St. Louis, I don't think really had to fight for everything. And the West is, the West is so close to everything. So close. Everybody's just, like, no, you know, like next year, Ed can and actually win some games. So there's no giveaway games. Like it used to be able to you just go into Ed and pick two points and see what happens. Right. Right. You know, uh, the Kings are not going to be, the Kings were obviously tired that, you know, you go, Two years of the Stanley Cup and the Olympics in there. Your players are obviously going to be beat at some point. Yeah. So they're going to be refreshing. And like it's and St. Louis didn't. They won, but they didn't. They didn't fight for it like everybody else did in the West. You know. Yeah, they they kind of had that uh, fight for a feeling, trying to get to that top spot, uh, which they missed by a point on the last. But it was right. that's what inspired them to beat the Wild on the last game of the season. But yeah, the Wild were a lot better. So I didn't realize this, I guess, is this like the second or third year they've gone to the new playoff format? Because in the olden days, it used to be, this is like only, this, this is the first year, because last year the the Blues played the Kings, who were an eighth seed in the conference, and got knocked out in the first round. But this year, they it all got switched around, and now it's no, I, think it's, I think it's been a couple years since they started doing the one, one to eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that had something to do with it, too, probably, because you're getting, I guess, and I guess it's better for the league, because you get a more competitive playoff system. You know, but I don't know. It's it sucks if you. Some of these teams are just. Some of these teams are built for the playoffs. So like Anaheim is built for the playoffs, even though they really kind of dropped the ball yesterday. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen in the next game? But they're big and tough and you know strong, and that's that's the playoffs is being able to you know kind of uh, intimidate another team for uh, a series of seven. Yeah, um, and well, as my uh, friend's dad used to say, uh, he said this to, to us back in 1980. Uh, it's it's a whole different season. The playoffs. Yeah, it's a whole completely different season. Yeah, I yeah. wish, honestly, wish there was three seasons. I wish there was uh, October to December, uh, or 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 to um, um, the uh, All Star game, and then the All Star game to all the playoffs. I wish it was three different things. I wish yeah. there was three different seasons to see, you know, uh, if you could take the, the amount of points from two different seasons, but like there should be a championship going on at Christmas time and then, and then, and then the playoffs, like Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, that'd be cool. Almost yeah. like soccer. Yeah. Also, the other thing that, I, that I, I think would make it, make it seem every team would have, like they would wear their heart on their shoulder would be if they do it in soccer where the bottom two teams from the top league, yes, get knocked down to mm-hmm. the next league, yeah. <laughs> like so. So, if, so if the top two, uh, bottom two teams got knocked into the AHL, and two teams from the AHL uh, yeah. come up, that would be so crazy. Yeah, have Adirondack up there and Binghamton, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, people propose that for all, for all the leagues for a long time, but of course, there's just there's just too much money involved. That'll that'll never happen. Yeah. 
so. just dreams and excitement, right? Exactly. I would, I would think though. I would think though. A halfway halfway through the season playoffs would actually um, trade a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. true. And you could you could boot some NHL teams down to the, the NFL teams down to the CFL. Ah, bring up the rough geez, that and, so awesome. That'd be funny. Hey, oh, funny story. Do you know you know who Sarah Colonna is? Because you're out in Los yeah. Angeles. Okay. So she's yeah. she's engaged to to uh to John Roy, the John uh, of the punter of the Seattle Sea, who started his pro career with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Saskatchewan he's uh, he's from Saskatchewan. Right, exactly, yeah. And so after I finished yeah. interviewing her, I almost said, Well now put your fiance on the phone, I want to talk about the CFL. <laughs> Hey, probably, you probably want. Do you mind if I talk you know, yeah. more than you? This is way more exciting. <laughs> yeah, he actually. I did a, a fundraiser for a girl that I went to school with. It was uh, passed away that. from cancer. Yeah, yeah. And he he sent uh, he sent a uh, uh, signed football by the uh, by the uh, Seahawks last year, as well as a check for five hundred dollars. He's a really nice guy, and I'd never met him before. You know. Yeah, yeah. He um. So, they seem like a cute couple. <laughs> yeah. They, other than she's much older than him. Yeah, but seven years. Yeah, but you know, hey. we, won't, we won't say anything. When hey, it comes good. to a guy, and a girl, it's completely different. Hey, good for them. You know, that's that's uh, you know they they, they seem to they good seem for to, her. You mean good for her? Yeah, and one good for him. She's funny. She's pretty. He tried. He tried to do. Uh, oh yeah, she's not ugly at all. No. Um, he tried to do Ninja Warrior. Did you see that? No. He got uh, like through three three events and then cracked out. Oh no, I didn't see that. Hmm. Yeah. I would have thought when I heard that he was going to do it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." I'd like it's going to be tough though on all those guys that do that, even though he's built like a brick shit house. Sure, those guys weigh, you know, they're usually about six feet and one hundred and fifty pounds. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're big dudes. Um, so, uh, what are you talking about on stage these days? What's the? Is, is just mm, I'm talking about life. I'm talking about <laughs> what am I talking about? I'm talking about. I have a dog that's 16 years old, so I have to talk oh, wow. about her because because basically I'm I'm taking care of the elderly, so <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, and my wife treats her like she's actually 16, so we had a 16 uh, uh, quinceanera party for her a couple weeks ago. Oh wow! So. Yeah, it was it was very interesting. All, all of her all of her dog friends and a and a dog uh, yeah. at a dog store that has these parties, and it was quite funny. I, I forgot you got married. So, how how long ago did you get married? Was it like a year or two ago? Um, yeah, it's coming up to on uh, three. So okay, so I, I guess mm-hmm. so. I guess that's working out. Yeah, I'm having a great time. Yeah, yeah. She's uh she's she's what a comedian needs. She's very uh sarcastic oh, there you she's go. very calm and she knows when to crack the whip you know because you, <laughs> you have to deal with us but you also kind of got to at times you got to you know you got to scold us and get us back in the right now what does she do she's an occupational therapist oh, okay so she's completely out of the business She's out of the business, which is fantastic. Because oh, okay. when I go, this is when I say, "Oh, this is fuck." These people don't know what they're doing. She'll look at a contractor, look at what's going on. She goes, "How do these people survive in the business world?" Oh my god, I know, right? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, entertainment has got to completely. Entertainment's the only place you can get away with paying somebody nothing. No, oh, yeah, for their wares and get away with it. Yeah, and people try to do yeah. it all the time. And even people that yeah. should, should know better, like that Lena Dunham, when she tried to pull that nonsense of like, I'm going to go out on a big book tour and I'm a, I want you people to be an opening act 
for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. And then was like, oh, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't I... know you should pay somebody. You're like, yeah, yeah, you should God. pay somebody. And there's a reason you had a contest to do it, because you knew you could get away with somebody's emotions and let them do it for free. Oh, yeah. Byron yeah. Allen's the same way. I did his show once. I made $500. It's been airing for seven years. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, and there's a, there's a certain point where you go... You know, he's complaining about how Obama's the devil, and I'm like, no, but yeah, I'm just, the devil. Yeah, I just saw that yesterday. Um, yeah, yeah. That that uh, I, I remember him from real people, and then occasionally I'll tape that Comics Unleashed if I know somebody's on. In fact, I think I recorded your episode a long time ago, and then I think Tom Simmons might have been on, so I recorded that right. one. But um, yeah, I, it's it's funny because I've seen that thing from him, I, from that post from him, and then the next day I got that I was re-airing on on Comics Unleashed, and I just posted for people not to watch it. Um, <laughs> okay. And and then I, I and then I just blocked them from using my name because it's just it's just so it's it's amazing what people get away with. Like when when I hear about this uh, uh, minimum wage stuff, I'm like. Mm. Yeah, I know about minimum wage, and sometimes it's zero. It's yeah. the waitresses are making two dollars, the comedians making zero, and and uh, all the money's going into the pro- promoter and producer and and owner's pocket, you know. And people say, "Well, the most money." I'm like, mm, "No, there's actually a reason why those people are there." Yeah, and it should be at least fifty fifty for the reason those people are there, you know. Yeah, totally. Especially if if you're a name, if you're any kind of a name, and are going. Because I know a lot of people go to no. a comedy club because it's a comedy club, and that's fine. Right. But then there's guys, you know, mm-hmm. pe- people know who you are and who Mark Marin is and, and Jimmy Pardo and all those people. Yeah. So that's you know that's where you should be. But that's but that's why we get to a point where we say no to doing shows for these producers, and then they then we get this bad rap that we're you know arrogant and stuff. So well, it's funny. It's funny, but it's the business I love, and I, I sure. can't say that. I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the sad part. Yeah. Um, so. Well, you were you see you, you you were built for it, of course, because you know even when you were back entertaining notions of hockey, you were still cracking guys up on the bench. So you know what else were you going to do? Right, right. Yeah, I wasn't scoring goals. Yeah, <laughs> sitting on the bench. <laughs> um, uh, back your way for a second. I said, did you ever like run stuff by her? Because I know some comics do, and some comics that are married to other comics do, and you ever like run things by her kind of as a lay person to get her opinion or, or does she ever comment on things and say, um, she actually, she says, uh, why don't you talk about that sometimes to me? So, oh, okay. So some, sometimes because I, um, I, I'd like to think that I'm kind of a goofy person in my everyday life. So sure. things are being said and I don't always realize that they're funny, you know, oh, okay. that they should go on stage. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So she'll sometimes, she'll sometimes say that. And then sometimes she'll say, she'll say, I don't get that. And when she says, I don't get that, I kind of look at things and go, oh, this is missing, that's missing. Yeah, it is so. kind of hard to step back from the huddle sometimes uh, and notice and notice things. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, like, go over things a lot on stage? I don't remember what, what your process is, or, or do you kind of... Uh, my process is mostly taking subjects to stage, yeah. It's not taking written material, it's taking subjects and letting it flow from there. Okay. So and trying to find and letting it most of the time trying it three to four different ways and letting it come out that way, okay. seeing which is the strongest way. But sometimes it just comes out strong the first time and I just do it that way. 
I see. So, and you're Boom. you're still in Los Angeles, uh, is that correct? I'm still in Le- Long Beach, California. Long Beach, California. Okay, cool. And so, you get you get a chance to go up and do a lot of shows in LA, like the guys in New York do, or do you doing trying to do more? Um, it's a little different. You actually really got to put an effort into it and find shows. But I go on at the uh, Laugh Factories, and I go on at the Improv, I go on at Hermosa Beach. Um, apparently the store, the comedy store is completely running different now and is really good. So I'm going to start trying to get on in there as well. Um, there is shows, um, cause, cause I am in LA, we're mostly road dogs. So you kind of, and everything seems to be out East. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of take, you kind of take a couple of days off when you're like, no, I just did eight shows in three days. I want to take a couple of days off. So. So, but I do, I do, I would say and at home I get on once or twice a week. Okay. And then go on the road as well. Yeah. And it's, so, well, it's hard to travel. Probably about nine shows a week. Probably, it's hard to travel in the West because you're really, you know, apart from maybe San Francisco or Las Vegas or Phoenix, you're far away from, or San Diego too, you're far away from everything else. You're traveling, yeah. You're definitely putting in air miles. You like, uh, so, you know, when I, I get really excited when I'm, I get to go to Seattle or Portland, you know, because even though I'm traveling for a couple of hours on a plane, I'm staying in the same time zone. Um, traveling east, as soon as you get by Vegas, you're in a different time zone. Even when you get to Phoenix, you're in a different time zone. And it takes a toll on you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like everything is uh, mm-hmm. still going well for you, sir. So, um, yeah. Uh, good th- and I really look forward to coming back to Minneapolis. I love going to Minneapolis. I have a great time. Even when the shows are bad, they're fantastic. Oh, uh, cool. Um, well, I, think, so, I think there's a uh, there's a there's a kinship there with northern Midwesterners and Canadians and stuff. So I think you uh, you yeah. fit, fit right in like a country cousin. I think I think I think we do. I think we've also the same as uh, as Canadians and Alaskans and and northerners and uh, northern Midwesterners. We notice that people that come that are transplants have a different a different outlook on life. Yep. Well, cool, man. You uh, know. Well, Okay, well, uh, good luck uh, in the future again, and we'll see you again in Cincinnati here, I'm, I'm sure, sometime in the winter again. I know you were just here uh, a couple months ago. I was just there last week. I know, right? And uh, we tried to come out and see you, but we had a whole bunch of stuff going on here with uh, was family a, and stuff. You don't have to explain. It was a holiday weekend. Exactly. Yeah. The holiday weekend. We, uh, I hear they're opening another club in... Uh, they are, in, the nor- uh, in northern Cincinnati. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's going to yeah. affect the club in Dayton that they have, so they're going to have like three clubs within an hour of each other. So, I th- Well, I guess they're, I guess they're just going to let them fight it out and see which one. I would say it's not going to affect Dayton that much. Yeah. Um, um, I, think all, I, think, I think all three clubs, you know, I've never, I've never gotten into bananas. I heard bananas is fantastic. Oh, yeah, you got, that's the one. you got to do that. My favorite, one, my favorite one out there is Dayton. I think that club is run oh, fantastically. Okay, we'll have to try and that the sometime. people that go there, it's so fun. So. Cool. We like the shopping center it's in, which it sounds funny, but seriously, we do, and because uh, it's kind of different from what we have here, and we always want to go up there. But my wife says, oh, well, we can't leave the kids." But now that the in-laws are here, we can leave them at the nice. in-laws and come on up. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah, next man. Next time I'm in Dayton, come on up and see me. We'll do, sir. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for taking the time again today. Have a great day. Thanks, Ian. Bye. Thanks again to Ian Bag for being on the show. You can catch Ian, let me see, on Canada Day, which is Wednesday, July 1st. If you're listening to this before then. He's at Hermosa Beach at the Comedy and Magic Club. And as I understand it from his Facebook post, 
it's going to be a bunch of other Canadian comics and maybe people like Lachlan Patterson will show up if he's in town or something like that. So if you're in Southern California and you're a hoser and you like comedy, eh? well, you got to go check that out. Eh? All right. So I don't know if they'll be serving like back bacon and Labatt uh, at the club, but yeah, go check it out. Even if you're not Canadian, if you're just a canophile like me, check that out. And then July 2nd through the 4th, uh, Ian, is it? Uh, the Helium Comedy Club there in Portland, Oregon, and he's back at Comedy and Magic July 7th there in Hermosa Beach in Southern California. Then he's in Irvine at the Irvine Improv July 17th through, it looks like, July 19th. And so for all things Ian Bag, of course, go to ianbag.com. You won't be sorry. All right, let me get to the credits real quick here. Of course, uh, original music for PF Tape Recorder, composed and performed by John Ropolis and Doug O'Connor, with a little help from me. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, like uh, the podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, please do tell all your friends about it. We need to get those numbers up. Let's get past the 5,000 mark because, um, and I think, What's strange here is that if people go to the Podbean page, you only see like 30 or 50 listens. And I think it's because most people are coming to the show through iTunes and Stitcher and other places. Uh, but whatever you come to, however you come to the show, though, it counts towards listening. So if you listen to it, uh, then it counts. So and, and as my friend Jackie Cation says about her podcast, The Dork Forest, I recommended, uh, feel free to go back and cherry pick people. So let me see. I think that's going to cover everything. We are up to the hot... Oh, another one final plug for Kevin Jones. Go to that GoFundMe page. We will have a link on the Podbean page to that. So go to pfradio.podbean.com if you're listening to this any other way than through Podbean, and most of you are. Uh, please go there when you have a chance, and then link over to the GoFundMe page for Kevin. And if you just throw like, you know, five or ten bucks towards Kevin's way, that would be super. That would really help him and his family out a lot. All right, so we're up to the hottest record in the world. Is from Australian band San Cisco, and you know I like these guys a lot. Uh, their tune Fred Astaire was one of my favorite tracks of, I believe it was, 2013. They are back with a new album called Gracetown. Uh, the current single, I, I believe this is the current single, it's called Too Much Time Together, and it is the hottest record in the world. So long, and thanks for listening. So